Welcome to a special midweek edition of Bleeding Green, Beers, Burgers, and Bearcat Football. I'm your host, Matt Daniel, with 2021 uh, MIAA Football Media Day today. I wanted to come on, share some of the clips, kind of give you my thoughts, and talk a little bit about uh, the season, although I will be doing a full season preview episode as we get a little bit closer and fall camp doesn't start till August 7th. But I wanted to come on today. I just kind of got excited <laughs> listening to to uh, some of the press conferences and things of what I was able to catch during the day today. Uh, let's start with the preseason polls. Northwest, no big surprise there. First place uh, in both polls. I was a little bit surprised that it was uh, as clear cut as it was. I don't know. Maybe that's me being um, being a sandbagging Bearcat fan, <laughs> as we're sometimes uh, known to be. But uh, 10 first place votes in the coaches poll, Central Missouri. And Ford Hayes both tying for second with uh, one first place vote each. One of those is from uh, is from Northwest coach Coach Wright because coaches can't vote for their own team. I'll break down the the coaches poll a little bit more. Nebraska Kearney in fourth, uh, Missouri Western in fifth, Washburn in sixth, Pitt in seventh. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Emporia at eight, Central Oklahoma at nine, Missouri Southern and Northeastern State tied in tenth, and then Lincoln came in last uh, in the media poll. It was similar, but not exactly the same. Of course, Northwest still receiving 10 of the 12 first place votes. Uh, Central were the clear cut second place. Uh, they received also a first place vote, as did Ford Hayes, who came in third. Western at fourth. Uh, Nebraska Kearney fifth. Just a point separating those two. Uh, sixth place uh, Pitt State. Washburn in seven. Central Oklahoma at eight. Emporia at nine. Southern at 10. Northeastern State at 11. And uh, Lincoln at 12. Just kind of my th thoughts here. Um, although I won't go into a whole lot of uh, MIAA action, I think the fourth place through about ninth, you could about swap those teams out any way that you really wanted to go. I think Nebraska Kearney is really poised um, to have a really big season. It was interesting hearing from their coach, Josh Lynn, and what he's been able to accomplish there, one with their defense and two with their option offense. Of course, they uh, upset the Bearcats up there in uh, in 2019, giving us our last conference loss. But I think that could be a real, uh, they could be a, a big sleeper. Um, Missouri Western's an interesting one. They've kind of been trending up, of course, with Pitt State. You've got their new coach, Brian Wright, who I kind of forgotten about. He was hired in December of 2019, so about a you know year and a half plus ago, about 20 months ago. And uh, came coming from Toledo as their offensive coordinator. So they went with a true national search went outside, you know, of, of the program and things. So that, that one's pretty interesting. Of course, UCO, you know, we just lost to them in 2018. Um, Emporia, Washburn, they're all right there. So I, I don't think there's a, just me personally, I don't think there's a whole lot separating all of those teams. So it could be, it could be pretty interesting. I think it's probably Northwest Central and Fort Hayes fighting, uh, fighting for the conference title with, uh, you know, with the Bearcats, the favorite, I guess, right? You're the, you're the, king of the mountain with the target on your back until somebody um, until somebody knocks you off. So although us and Central did tie for the MIAA championship in 2019, we did beat them. So, you know, that's as a fan, right? That's your tiebreaker. But you both get the banner and uh, recognized as a uh, conference co-champs. So uh, I did get to listen to some bits and pieces from some of the other uh, press conferences. Uh, Nebraska Kearney and their coach Josh Lynn, um, man, he's a hard guy to dislike, and his players absolutely love him. You could just tell that uh, his players thought the world of him. So that's nice. I mean, that's that's a good thing to see. And like I said, I, I think they're one of those teams that's kind of uh, maybe on the uh, 
maybe on the Fort Hayes track. I don't I don't know if if they can rise to those heights, but uh, but boy, they he has really turned things around up there. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, you know, and I tried to catch some again at Pitt State and their new coach uh, Brian Wright, Coach Soboda at Central, uh, Coach Brown at Hayes. Um, but I I just got to kind of get some bits and pieces and and. Uh, I'll probably go back and listen to all those later. The main thing, though, thankfully, during my lunch break was when Northwest was at the podium. Coach Rich Wright was joined by quarterback Braden Wright and linebacker Jackson Barnes. And so I got to l- listen to that in uh, in its entirety as as uh, and recorded some of that. I wanted to play some bits and pieces that I found interesting back to you and kind of give you my thoughts on the first one is here from Coach Wright talking about what an emotional roller coaster the last year has been. We were at a point where we felt like we were we were going to be on and then we weren't. And then we were going to cancel a couple of games and then we weren't going to play. And, uh, you know, the the hardest part is a head football coach. The thing you try to provide, you know, for 130 guys is uh, stability and structure and and peace of mind. And if there's one thing I couldn't do is provide any of those three. Uh, tried to go where we were going to play a couple scrimmage type situations and, and with the testing that they were doing, um, we weren't able to do it. And so that was a big disappointment and a big letdown, but I was so proud of these kids and the resiliency that they showed. And we went out there and practiced for a month and a half. We got good work done. They transitioned right into the off season, uh, for, you know, particularly proud of, of this, what I've been terming is this super senior group. Mm-hmm. We had 14 guys that literally put their lives on hold to have another opportunity to play college football. And so, you know, they weren't going to let this this virus beat us mm-hmm. and they weren't going to end their career that way. And and so it's just it's just fun to watch. Um the resiliency of a bunch of young men talking about challenges, you know, over the past year, um, definitely year and a half, um, for a lot of the programs, that was a pretty common theme across all of the different, um, press conferences today when we heard from coaches and players and just kind of the challenges and how they dealt with that coach Wright went on to talk a little bit about how he communicated to his team and coaches about COVID protocol and vaccinations in light of everything that we went through. Um, I just strongly advise them to, talk with their families and, you know, become educated on the topic and, and try and do the best thing for them um, and, and for our football program. So uh, spinning it to the, to the, to the team in totality, when we met this spring, I kind of, there was still so much unknown. We didn't know, you know, was it something that was going to phase away? Was it not something that was going to phase away? Um, still encourage them all to get vaccinated as we've gone through the summer it's it's my message has become a little stronger uh with the whole delta variant piece of of the puzzle coming out um the new uh spike across the country um you know once again i just they've worked so hard to have this opportunity and so all i did is just mapped out for them what the repercussions would be if they weren't vaccinated, the different set of hoops they'd have to jump through and and frankly, make that let them make their own decision. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen right with this season and everything, but we will uh, I guess we'll see whenever that happens. You know, one of the things if you tuned into episode three 
that uh, uploaded last week with Bearcat offensive coordinator Todd Sturdy is one of the things that he talked about was how Coach Wright was able to spin that and turn it into a positive, right? You can make excuses, you can complain about it, or you can say, okay, here's here's the hand we've been dealt and here's what we're going to do about it. And Coach Wright, when he talked today in his press conference, actually said the extra time off worked out in the offense's favor. You know, one of the one of the biggest things uh, bringing Coach Sturdy in as the offensive coordinator. Uh, then we got shut down for spring. Then we got shut down for summer, and we were looking at, you know, basically going into a season uh, with a brand new offense, um, having never practiced it. You know, basically having two a days to kick things off. And so if there was a silver lining, having the ability for everybody to get comfortable with the terminology and, and what we needed to do, um, you know, I think that bodes well for us going into this fall. The offense is what I'm most interested to see on September 2nd at Fort Hayes, right? What does their offense look like? What are they able to do against Hayes defense? You know, they're going to have a good defense with Coach Brown. We know that. Um, but what is our offense going to look like? And, and you know, we have a lot of playmakers back. The receiving core is uh, is pretty much the same, which is is really exciting for me. But to me, it all boils down to Braden Wright, right? It boils down to the quarterback. He's, he's going into his third year as a starter. I think you see improvement on guys that start, you know, three years, four years at quarterback. Year two to three can be a big jump, and I think he's, he's poised to do that. We know what a great athlete he is, but sometimes, you know, setting his feet, accuracy in the pocket, that's some of the things I've noticed. Now, listen, I'm just a fat guy behind a microphone, right? I can't, you know, I can't, can't even beat my kid in a, in a foot race. But, um, you know, that's the thing that I think is, is going to be key. And it was interesting when I heard him talk that he talked about new offensive coordinator, Coach Todd Sturdy, which a lot of people have. That's exciting. I've heard a lot of good things about him. That's one of the reasons I wanted to interview him for last week's podcast. But he said that Coach Sturdy has really helped him improve some areas of his game. Just things from my footwork, uh, you know, my drop, just any little subtle detail you can see within the pocket, uh, you know, we've went over and we've looked at how I can improve it. And that's just the beginning of it, knowing how to read defense is better, you know, mastering our offense using or taking control of what I can do. You know, he always says the keys to the car, you know, making those subtle adjustments during the game or in between each play. You know, that's a huge aspect of it that I think gets overlooked is just the knowledge of the game. Uh, and that makes the pocket presence that much easier. Uh, so, you know, he's just overall my entire game. He's had a hand in now. And so I'm excited to just go out there and really just show that I have improved. I'm very excited for it. That's what you want to hear, right? I mean, that's what I want to hear, <laughs> you know, so that's uh, that's just really, really exciting for me to hear. And listen, you know, we have ridiculously high expectations. I have ridiculously high expectations for this team, right? From, from some of the standards. I mean, the standard that Mel set, then what AD was able to do on top of that, I mean, you know, we expect perfection, you know, from our team and we've had great quarterback play. So don't think that I don't love Braden, right? I do. I love him as our quarterback. I think um, he can do really great things and he's so talented, you know, just talking about better, getting better, taking the next step, right? Because this team has shown improvement each year under coach, Wright. 2017, we lost in the first round of the playoffs. 2018, we won a playoff game, then lost to Ferris. 2019, we won two playoff games and then lost to Ferris. You know, is this the year, right? Can we continue that trend? Um, and according to coach, Wright, He has supreme confidence in his quarterback. In our first three weeks, we're going to play the other two teams that we've battled for the conference championship for the last three years. And so to have a guy that's pulling the trigger, 
that's been in big games, been in big situations, uh, been in hostile environments is a tremendous advantage. What I would do is I'd reiterate, you know, kind of what Braden said, though. Um, I've seen a tremendous transformation in him in the last 365 days. I've seen a, a guy that's taken total command of a new offense, um, understands what he's doing, when he's doing it, how he's doing it, and it makes him even more difficult to defend. And and I do that every day. Um, you know, so it, it doesn't, it doesn't, necessitate winning or losing, but I have a supreme amount of confidence in him being able to go out week one and play at a very high level. The bar is high. The bar is always high here at Northwest where we expect that from everybody uh, to play at a high level week one, including our defense. Um, We did hear from Jackson Barnes a little bit. He did talk about the importance of them bringing a bunch of experience back in the front seven. It's really exciting because as you said, we have that experience there now and that's going to help a lot in a game situation. You know, we're going to be able to see what's going on with different offenses. We're going to be able to talk and make adjustments easier. And it's just really good to have that experience in the front seven. Some impressions I had got from people coming out of the spring game were that if there were was any weakness on that defense is that we were a little bit light in the secondary. And we did have some guys that had some eligibility. You know, they graduate. They've got they get real world jobs lined up. You know, you certainly can't fault them. For that, So it did leave us a little bit light in the secondary, so we got a couple of transfers that came in, and Coach Wright talked about that today. We've gotten a couple transfer kids um, in the back end that we feel like are going to help us. Um, we're also continuing to develop our young guys. You know, again, it was ironic. We scrimmaged with Sioux Falls last spring, and before the contest, I asked how many guys had ever been on a college football field. And I had that group stand up and I was like, holy cow, you know, when you miss a whole year of football, you don't realize that those guys that get, you know, a few minutes here and there mop up time that 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 aids in their development. And so we just have to have more situations where they get to see work with with live bullets, as we like to say, and uh, feel really good because we've been so strong with the front seven. It allows us to kind of hopefully grow and develop a little bit in the back end, which there will be some growing pains, but I have every confidence that that we have the talent to be a very good defense again. September 2nd can't get here soon enough. I know for me, I'm sure that's the case for you as well. The only thing that can make that game against Hayes better is if it was in Maryville, although we don't have a great track record. We've lost the last two to them in Maryville, so maybe we can win two in a row at Hayes. Some big matchups, too, that that opening Thursday night. Westerns at Central, Oklahoma, and then Pitt State is at Central Missouri, so that's uh, um, at UCM. So that will be interesting. A couple of big matchups, and heck, even as I look at the schedule for a week, two Central's then got to go to Washburn. Hayes is at Western, so um, you know there are no weeks off in the MIAA. A lot of the coaches said that throughout the day, and that's true really top to bottom there's there's really good depth and you could see the standings uh, going about any way uh, possible even you know it's not a foregone conclusion that northwest is going to win the conference by any means so um it was just exciting i i i was really excited about today and i kind of decided you know what i'm i'm going to upload an episode of the podcast so hopefully you kind of liked this bonus edition of bleeding green beers, burgers, and Bearcat football. I'll continue uploading on Friday mornings. i got an episode ready to go for this Friday with Reed Jorgensen. You may know him as Bearcat Dude on the D2Football.com message board, and I've got some other things in the works that uh, that I'm really excited about. So thanks for listening, and go Bearcats!